welcome back to another episode of Ends with Z. I'm Juan Fernandez, along with Cecile Munoz. Cecile, how was your Thanksgiving? Let's get uh, started off with that. It was, I'm going to say great because I got mm-hmm. to see my family. I didn't see everybody that I intended to see because my family, normally it's 70 people for mm-hmm. the holiday, but because of COVID and the surge, we were very, very careful. We only saw a handful, I think, for dinner was nine. And there are the nine people that see each other all the time. We were outside. We were socially distant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was an odd combination of recognizing how different it was, but staying focused on how grateful we mm-hmm. were that we could see each other. Last time we were talking, you were talking about uh, remembering your niece yeah. who passed away sadly yeah. from COVID. How did that come about and, and what did you do? I know a lot of people would be interested in hearing about that. Thanks for that. Yeah, so I it was something that we were really focused on and, and um, my my sister was there mm-hmm. uh, who whose daughter passed. And so we I opted to make it a bouquet of flowers instead of uh, a bouquet of balloons to Mm -hmm. let it go. I think that, I guess I just couldn't focus letting go of a balloon. Yeah. It was too emotionally challenging, Mm -hmm. but we didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. We had the flowers at the table. As I said, we were outside and there were flowers that were from my garden and my sister's garden and we all live on one street. So it was, it was all collective family that's beautiful yeah i thought it i thought it was and um and i'll tell you we had put the vases down and it took a while for me to do it Mm -hmm. i don't and it's usually the first thing i do and i and you're usually in charge yes i know that must have been very hard for you (laughs) it was and and i put them in last and and now as i reflect on it i think it's because Mm -hmm. i knew what they represented and so when we put them at the center of the of the table um and we set her right in front her and her husband uh and she was being, amazingly enough, she was being really happy and jovial and joking or mm. making fun and making fun of how much we were all eating. And then um, I, I at, a, at a moment when, you know, I thought it was the right moment, I said, these flowers are to represent Olga and, mm-hmm. and the fact that she's not here, she will always be part of us. She's will always be a part of each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. She's touched our life differently. And, uh, and um yeah, and so she, I said, and they're for you to take yeah. home and keep appreciating. And those flowers are from all of our gardens, and those flowers will keep growing in our yeah. garden. I believe Olga was there in spirit, so I'm sure I she too. so appreciated what the family did for her. And no doubt uh, your family, like so many others in the United States and around the world, are are dealing with one less person perhaps at the table yeah. Um, yeah. this holiday season. Yeah, and, and it's finding a way to deal with all of this loss and all of this pain and, and being there for each other to encourage ourselves to keep going and mm-hmm. to be happy and not be so stressed out. And and so that's why when we're thinking about what to come back with as as, uh, as what we were going to talk about today, mm-hmm. because um, we wanted to, to definitely come back and, and bring some positive thoughts and some Indeed. energy and some things that we should look forward to. Sean, our executive producer, as always, was great and, and suggesting that maybe we should take this moment, which is typically when people are thinking about New Year's resolution and what mm-hmm. we're excited to think mm-hmm. about for the new year. I don't think any of us are excited in the normal way that we're excited about the new year because one thing we know is that we will still be in in a pandemic and hopefully vaccines will be out and people will start to be vaccinated, but we don't know. So Sean said, why don't we stop and and reflect on the lessons that we learned and how can we take all this, the good, the bad, and, and the painful, 
and be better humans for it. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Sean. That was a great suggestion. Yeah. A lot of us have had that alone time to think about and reflect during mm -hmm. this time, especially early on during the lockdown. You really put the mirror to, up to yourself. Yeah. And, and, and now looking back, there's a lot that we can be grateful for and a lot of lessons learned as well, right? Absolutely. And so as we typically do, we, we dove in and we read a lot of articles. We, mm -hmm. we sourced a lot of different perspectives, uh, not just from here in the States, but globally to, to find out what people are thinking about. And the, the one thing that I found so positive that was the, the most resounding thing that mm -hmm. people are taking away is to focus on what matters most in your life specifically the people that matter the right. most in your life. Um, I think that being locked away or, or, or shelter at home or stay at home, which as you know, in California, we're seconds away from that mandate again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it, it made us realize who's really important in our life, all the noise that's happening around us. And how do we how do we make those relationships better? How do we invest better energy, more focused energy on the people that matter the most? Yeah, the world became a lot smaller once we went mm -hmm. into lockdown, right? Yeah. Um, the people perhaps that uh, who you live with or your coworkers, whoever you saw, um, your world became a lot smaller. I know when it came to, to, to my situation, looking back, what I picked up from uh, 2020 was I was okay with a, a lot less. I was mm -hmm. okay with doing less, going mm -hmm. out less, seeing mm -hmm. my friends a little bit less, and, and making minor adjustments. So um, I'm just wondering, once things clear up, do I do I keep going in that direction? Because I'm very comfortable right now with how I'm doing. You know, I, I think that that's, that's what we want to really invite our, our listeners to think about mm -hmm. is how do we become better humans? How do we become more, more mindful? That right. really is what we talk about in, in our podcast. And really the genesis for this podcast is how do we mm -hmm. how do we bring our collective experience and how do we bring ideas and perspectives from others around the world to help us all be better people? And mm -hmm. I think that really taking taking what we've learned and how we've learned to adapt is is going to make us all better mm. individuals and better people. Yes, you're right. I, I too have realized how much I spend on things that... And you do a lot. Yeah. You always have a full schedule. Yes, so, I so I'm always mm -hmm. out and about doing things. I'm just even eating out alone, which is a, a double-edged sword, right? Because mm -hmm. we want to help all our, our our community filled with restaurants, especially in Los Angeles. But I think maybe we could find, maybe even if it's minor tweaks, but just some, some behavior that we can keep post COVID, mm -hmm. uh, maybe cooking at home more or inviting people to come over and spending more time together and maybe not always outward spending. Mm -hmm. um, I think as Americans, we'll be a lot better because we definitely need to save more. That was another mm -hmm. lesson learned is always having an emergency fund, making sure that you have some cash right, uh, right. stashed away. Mm -hmm. I know it's very difficult now because of... The a lot of the articles we've been reading... Uh, brought that same yes. topic up. You must have some sort of reserve, mm -hmm. whether you're a business, whether you're an individual, is to make sure you have some money set aside for situations like this. So if we do go into a lockdown or a pandemic or or a natural disaster, or what if it's an exactly. earthquake or a, or a hurricane, mm -hmm. we don't know. In the business world, the advice always is to have six months of cash reserve in the mm -hmm. bank. Uh, I... I changed that to a year after the 2008 crash of the yeah. market because that was a hard lesson learned. Um, but yes, is I know it. It will sound very 
painful for people who are unemployed right now to hear, well, how in the world am I going to put right. emergency money away? But the lessons are important because it allows you to set a framework of what am I going to take away and how I'm going mm -hmm. to start making those modifications in my life. Listen, I, I'm taking it away. I I cook all my meals at home. Mm -hmm. I eat at home now mm -hmm. because of my, my health issues, but also because there's not a lot of restaurants mm -hmm. available mm -hmm. out there. And I recently ate something from, from a restaurant, and I noticed my stomach doing little funny things, and I realized, what is this? And I thought, I haven't eaten anybody else's cooking. Right. In weeks. And you notice sometimes it's a little saltier. Yes. Perhaps it's a little yes. overspiced. Yes. Yeah. So we can take that um, to be a, a benefit. But I wanted to, to, to mention mm -hmm. a really interesting article that I read that follows with focus on the people that matter the most. Okay. But invest in the time in those individuals. And then I thought about relationships. I thought, well, how has COVID, what has COVID taught us, taught me about the relationships in my life? And, um, you know, this... What I learned is that family doesn't necessarily come from blood. Mm -hmm. And love, true, true, deep love, doesn't have to come from your significant other exclusively. So mm -hmm. the article that I read, it was actually in the Atlantic magazine, which I read and I love. It was a story by, um, I believe her name is pronounced Raina uh, Cohen. And and what it, what it shared, I thought it was mm -hmm. a provocative title. It said, what if friendship, not marriage, was the center of your life? What if your friendships were mm -hmm. the most meaningful relationship in your life? And, and certainly in Western society, we make your significant other, right? That's- right. Must come first, right? Yes, mm -hmm. my, my soulmate, my number one. And that's a really provocative thing to think about. But I thought, you know, during this pandemic, mm -hmm. who has been my rock? Who have been- the the loves that have kept my life sane during such a crisis mm -hmm. and it has been my family mm -hmm. my blood and my friends like mm -hmm. you and sean and mm -hmm. i thought well if i take away the pressure of my significant other has to be everything to me mm -hmm. you know could our our friends be really the love of our life mm -hmm. could our love come from non-blood relatives and i know sean was really smart in pointing out wasn't that an episode on sex in the city and, and it, was, <laughs> it was and it yeah. didn't take a lot of attention back then but i'm thinking about it now and i thought yeah these are when when you limit who you see because you're in the middle of a pandemic and who you crave to see mm -hmm. i think those are the people we should going forward make time when we have busy schedules again to choose to invest in those relationships. Right. Well, and I think the pandemic also um, made perhaps just uh, casual acquaintances step into the background and your real friends step forward. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you realize it's a much smaller group. The, the group of friends is a much smaller group than and a large group of acquaintances. So uh, it does. And if I were to look back now and, and, and think of the people I deal with on a daily basis, whether through text or email or sometimes seeing in person, it's a much smaller group than I had before. Mm -hmm. And it's very enriching to me, I think. And then what does that say, especially given the fact that we're living in a pandemic, those are the people you trust mm -hmm. because trust is a big thing. Trust that people are acting responsibly, right. that, that are taking care of themselves, that wouldn't put you in danger selfishly. I think that all of those things, if we sit back and think about, those are the relationships mm -hmm. that matter and then those are the relationships mm -hmm. that you invest the time in. I think it brought um, a lot of us at work closer as mm -hmm. well because a lot of people are working from home. It's just mm -hmm. a small amount of people that head into the studio every day. 
And everybody is counting on everybody mm -hmm. else being responsible. Like I trust her, she trusts me. Mm -hmm. We can be in a studio still with some social distance between us. Um, but we kind of trust everybody and, and we bring into our, our consciousness their families, mm -hmm. their, their extended families who may be living with them. So it's interesting how it's even made my workplace friendships, relationships a, a lot tighter. You know, Juan, companies overall mm -hmm. are experiencing that and and what they are realizing is that culture really matters. Oh, yeah. And I know in the work that we do, we, we work with our clients to really focus in on culture, but what COVID has done and the pandemic has done is shown companies what their culture really is about. Um, employees feel very directly whether they're trusted or not how much they're cared for how they matter mm -hmm. to the company mm -hmm. how they matter to each other so it your culture is if you had a strong culture a positive culture when you went into covid that is the glue that kept people united mm -hmm. and tied together and engaged and happy but if your if your culture was on shaky grounds or based on the wrong things it made it much more difficult for companies to keep their work uh, staff focus to to, mm -hmm. to thrive and be successful and i know a lot of, of companies have had to up their communication absolutely game because if, if people are working from home they're apart from the office um they could feel very alone and disconnected yeah, from dis disconnected disenfranchised mm -hmm. uh not part of the greater purpose or right. the greater mission mm -hmm. it, it's of course communication is everything uh, especially in the professional world so there's always room for improvement when it comes to communication. Obviously. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's, as we've learned, it's a really good thing, mm -hmm. um, both on a personal basis to really talk to people, tell them how you're feeling, if you're feeling particularly challenged that day or particularly stressed out, more communication is better. And in the professional world, it really is important, especially when you don't have people around the water cooler. And the great thing about mm -hmm. it is, as we were talking about um, we don't sometimes realize the impression we make on, on right. people. Mm -hmm. We don't, we forget that the funny thing that you might say walking down the hallway or as you're having lunch in the lunchroom or whatnot or how you greet somebody, that really can sometimes help that person who may not be having a great day smile or remember. Mm -hmm. I know when you were sharing that, you recently connected with people from... From, from my past, yeah, yeah that, on Instagram. That remember yeah. the funny things that you say because Which they I say you're really funny. About. Yeah. yeah, and our executive producer had similar stories too from his time in retail. So, it's very important. Yes, yeah. and and to reach out to people and to and what has been a great thing about more communication. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we we can get saturated with too much with too much communication. So finding that balance. But the great thing that has has come out of this by people working remotely is that companies have realized that they also. Have need to take a role in mm -hmm. how they engage with employees and creating an, an environment where people from across departments and across division across divisions mm -hmm. how do you communicate better maybe creating um, communities and platforms online mm -hmm. for people to connect and it's all always a, a work in progress yes. so if your company's not there yet if you're not there yet just know there's time especially with this podcast where we're, we're kind of thinking we're looking back at the the, the lessons we've learned mm -hmm. in 2020 we're still learning. We're still evolving. We're mm -hmm. still going to pick up things as we go through this um, pandemic. So no need to panic. That's right. Uh, for our listeners, we're just uh, sharing some ideas with them, right? Absolutely. And if we're thinking about the professional world, I think another thing that is um, really important for us mm -hmm. to remember, and, and I think one of the the the, the benefits of of being 
uh, in a position where we're working from home is improving our professional skills. How mm-hmm. do we uh, how do we commit to always sharpening our tools? And I know we, in a previous podcast we talked about future skills. We talked about how mm-hmm. if you are unemployed, what can you do to make yourself more marketable, more employable? And I it's it, it was really fun for me to see. I know that we mentioned uh, digital skills, improving mm-hmm. your digital skills and, and companies like Google and Adobe were f- offering free or next to free classes mm-hmm. online. I started watching those, uh, I started seeing those ads from Google uh, on TV recently mm-hmm. for uh, the numerous classes that you can take online for free that make you more marketable in either project management, digital skills, digital marketing. And Mm -hmm. I thought that's great. Even if that's not what you are doing now professionally, stop and think of what you could have either as a side hustle or if you weren't doing this, what else could you do? Mm -hmm. And could you start learning that skill mm. today? Yeah, why not pick up an extra skill and or perhaps work on one that you already have that can translate Correct. into another career, having that career backup plan, especially yeah. today. I'll just have a quick story to, to add on to that. A friend of mine works at Disney mm-hmm. um, as a manager at Disneyland here uh, in Anaheim, and he was furloughed the first mm. time around. Then they brought him back for a moment. And they finally are going to be furloughing him in this last very large amount of people being furloughed. So luckily, um, he's had a few interviews already. One of them was with a a major retailer. So his his background, his skills at a theme park Mm -hmm. actually translated very well into into retail, something he never thought he would do. He's mm-hmm. a, he was a lifer at, at Disneyland, wow. right? Almost like one or two steps above um, from from making it to a major uh, management position. Oh. But now he's had to think his whole life over again mm-hmm. too. So a lot of changes. And I think there's still going to be a lot more even when we come out on the other end of this pandemic. Oh, Companies are going to look very different. The economy added 245,000 new jobs in mm-hmm. November, which is still the fifth month in a row that it has added jobs, but mm-hmm. that is a combination of people coming back to work that were furloughed, some new jobs, but it is still well below what we had projected and targeted that we would be adding in terms of new jobs to the economy. And still a lot of people are, are sitting at home unemployed, right? Correct. There are still 10 million people out of work that were previously working as of wow. February of this year. So February pre-pandemic. Correct. To today, 10 million people are still out of out of work right now. Correct. My and goodness. Correct. And, and again, that's if we take the numbers at face values, but there's a lot of data mm-hmm. out there that suggests that the numbers are not accurate. There's actually a lot more people that are out of work, people that just fell out of the system that are no longer eligible for unemployment right. or, or who've just start, stopped um, trying to plug in. So even at 10 million, is it's a very, very scary number. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that this is definitely one of the lessons that, that we should all take, even if we're gainfully employed and mm-hmm. we, we, we are fortunate enough to, to have a job or to have a career that we love. But to think about how else can I sharpen my skills? What else can I do? How can I improve it? And maybe it is just to sit there and imagine if I wasn't doing the work that I do today, what mm-hmm. else could I do? Just allow yourself to think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, like your friend, he never imagined never himself. Never imagined, yeah. Thought he was going to be a lifer, and now he's doing something mm-hmm. different. And going back to another podcast we had about uh, resumes and whatnot mm-hmm. and, and how to prepare for that, I haven't had to submit a resume in 25 years. Wow. So again, I had a moment where I had to think, what else could I do? Yes. Where else can I take these skills and, and make myself valuable to uh, mm-hmm. somebody else? So I know a lot of people are in the same boat thinking that, that very same way. That's right. And 
I, it's funny you said that, mm-hmm. Juan, because one of the other things that I think is a lesson we have all learned is that we are all or could all be in the same boat together. Mm-hmm. We are all equal. We are all on in this planet. We all have a responsibility to take care of the planet so it can take care of us. And we have a responsibility to take care of each other because, you know, we we wear a mask to protect others and now we know also to protect ourselves so the responsibility that we have to think of ourselves in the collective we saw it uh during the election the sense mm-hmm. of everybody had of of our, our voice and our responsibility to our community we see it when we think about keep washing our hands you know social distance mm-hmm. uh the mask that we're all in this together that we are all equal and we saw it in the extraordinary increase of awareness social awareness about social injustice mm-hmm. i think that that is something again as painful as it was the 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 tragic murders and mm-hmm. deaths of of people what that gave rise to mm-hmm. social awareness and the fact that that there are inequalities there are social inequalities economic inequalities and our responsibility to make them right right looking back you just refreshed my memory too. We dealt with the uh, the protests that we yes. had right at the beginning of the pandemic yes. with the uh, George Floyd protests that um, kept Brianna, going on for yeah. weeks and weeks, and then um, the election cycle that came mm-hmm. through. And now we're we're ending another year with a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. which is those uh, those vaccines that mm-hmm. that are hopefully going to be approved very shortly. I think uh, in the news this week we were saying by December fifteenth. Yes. Some of the most vulnerable people, some of the essential workers uh, will be available uh, to get those um, vaccines. And what I actually like to see also is that um, more people are excited about the vaccine, taking the vaccine. Because at first, everybody might have thought uh, or some people thought, let's not rush this. Hold mm-hmm. on a second. Where is this coming from? But now I think people are feeling a little bit more confident. Yes, I, I was. I am one of those individuals mm-hmm. that I I trust the institutions when I know that the institutions are run by capable, educated, experienced mm-hmm. people. And that's also something that I think is a valuable lesson learned from the pandemic is our personal responsibility to not allow digital pollution and social media mm-hmm. to clog our brains and our inboxes and taking personal accountability and responsibility for un- understanding what you read, the source of what you read, Mm-hmm. And why why people want you to read that? What 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 is the purpose? Why should mm-hmm. you read that? And why do you why do you trust it? And we can apply that to the vaccine. And so if it I I believe in Dr. Fauci, and if it's something that the experienced people, especially someone who mm-hmm. like Dr. Fauci says these are safe, then I would be in line whenever it's my turn to be in line to to take them. He's never wavered, which has been great. And something which I appreciate when it comes to all this social Mm -hmm. media information that comes out at us is that uh, finally Facebook, Twitter, they've taken a more proactive stance, right? At at putting a disclaimer when somebody Mm -hmm. throws out a a tweet that may sound a little bit incredulous to Mm -hmm. say, this hasn't been um, misinformation. um, And please check this website for mm-hmm. more information. They're, they're not telling you what the information is, but they're giving you a source and just flagging it, which I think is so important because Correct. a lot of people are going to take what they see on social media as, as the truth. And isn't it funny that if you think about it, when we were kids, mm-hmm. we did that for ourselves. 
Bobby told me this. Really? You believe Bobby? Why do you believe Bobby? Mm -hmm. We did this ourselves naturally. We right. questioned the source of information. Mm -hmm. And unless it was from a trusted source, we questioned it. And th that's, that is just a very healthy way to, to live, especially since our lives will never go back to not being online, to never, to not being inundated with information 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Um, that brought something else to mind mm -hmm. is appreciating the essential workers. I know we profiled teachers and we profiled nurses, mm -hmm. but I think it's also the people that are working in the stocking room, stocking the food and all mm -hmm. the stuff that we buy Supermarket from Supermarket workers, Walmart or stores, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and I think that I hope that 2021 is the year where teachers finally get a voice, finally get a seat at the table, mm -hmm. and finally get a, an income and compensation that they deserve for the incredible work that they do. And I'd encourage our, our listeners who may be new to us, mm -hmm. who haven't listened to our podcasts regarding uh, the nurse and the two teachers that we highlighted, to go back and listen to those. Yes. because. Um, we actually did a post um, sort of a podcast or, or in addition to those interviews, just the many things we learned from them mm -hmm. and just how resilient they were right at basically the middle of the pandemic. Yes. Now we're seeing another surge here during the winter, the, 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 the what they call the twindemic, the yes. flu, and, and still COVID cases rising and how they're still out there in the front lines, how important these essential mm -hmm. teachers and nurses are to us and the appreciation I think we've all had for them. Yes, that's our favorite nurse, Nurse mm -hmm. Mary. Nurse that Mary. was episode <laughs> uh, 15, The Power of Yes, which that in and of itself uh, was such a wonderful lesson that I pulled away. The fact that her ap approach to being a nurse in a in a hospital in New York at the peak of their mm -hmm. their, their surge there, her, her approach was just say yes, whatever's that, asked of you, say yes. And that yes. power of yes translates to any career that you're Correct. in. Just say yeah. yes and, and jump feet first and see what happens, which is what she said mm -hmm. she did in the emergency room yes. is check in with nurses and see what do you need? Yes, I can help you. And boom, um, she did it. Now, when it comes to teachers, those were episodes 13 and 14. Uh, we called it Keep Calm and Carry On, parts one and two, um, where we spoke to two teachers, one in a very well-funded district mm -hmm. and one in a not so well-funded district, the challenges that they um, both had mm -hmm. and how on the other end of things, you know, teaching was still their love, kids were their mm -hmm. priority, a lot to learn from those essential yes. workers as well. And mental health and the need for us to have not only focus on our mm -hmm. health and keeping ourselves healthy and strong, but also mental health, especially at the end of, of this crisis and this pandemic. So many people suffering from mm -hmm. the trauma of all that they've experienced, aside from those who, who already went into this with um, challenges. Mm -hmm. Our favorite psychotherapist here in Los Angeles, John Silamparis, mm -hmm. I think the the advice he gave us, the tips he gave us, are so, so powerful and important. I constantly tell myself, this is discomfort, not danger. Right. And it's become a mantra for me to to keep myself calm and focused. I actually asked several friends uh, right before a po podcast mm -hmm. what they've learned from okay. from this uh, pandemic, what lessons they're pulling away. And, and one of my very, very dear friends, Amy, said, well, I've learned how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. And it reminds me of what uh, John, John said, said to, said us. That to us. Yes, yeah. and she also said, which I thought was really, really funny, especially if because I've known Amy since I'm a, a kid. She said, 
I now know what it feels to be an introvert because I consider myself an, an extrovert. And so she said, now I, I call myself an extrovert living in, uh, with an introvert tendencies. And, mm-hmm. and again, that is an example of someone who has really great mental health and really great attitude and support, how she was able to take all these stressors and find a path forward where she's now allowing herself to be slightly different in the way mm-hmm. she, she sees herself and, uh, and allows herself to be. But definitely all the great advice that uh, John Silamparis gave us mm-hmm. on how to cope. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, introvert, extrovert. A lot of people want to think they're a big extrovert. They're the life of the party. Yeah. But it's okay being introverted um with some extrovert tendencies yeah. quiet which I think, calm more yeah. focused on on what's in front of you mm-hmm. and being quiet at home yeah. with a handful of friends online than being at a party with 100 people yeah i've had to be more reflective as for the the last episode we had with john that was episode 22 mm-hmm. so if you want to check that out he gave some great advice we've had yes. him on um three times already and this last one was really terrific and also one of the things i i read which uh, really had a good impact on me too were the uh, three d's to survival during the pandemic the three d's the three d's mm. the letter d which is delegate delay and doesn't need to be done at all <laughs> that the last right? would be the hardest one for me yeah I, I mean delegation if you have family members at home you know delegate uh to a partner or your kids to take out the garbage take care of the pets uh mm-hmm. do whatever you want also delay there's nothing wrong with just setting that garage cleanup mm-hmm. which i said i would have done by the end of the year i still have boxes in the corner of my garage um, That's one that so I can cross off. I, I did do it. And then, of course, like you said, the hardest one doesn't be, need to be done at all. And, you know, those are all really good mm-hmm. tips. I, I like the way that it's in three the three Ds because mm-hmm. I think you can apply this both to your professional life yeah. uh, with, you know, with some adjustments, to especially the delay, right? mm-hmm. but also to your personal life. And especially since uh, I know we've talked a lot about this, our concept and our, I would say almost our obsession with work-life balance, mm-hmm. that became especially hard during the tam- pandemic because yeah. your work and your personal life were all in one place. And especially when we were uh, safer at home or stay-at-home orders, we really couldn't leave. There was there was nothing else we could do but mm-hmm. contain our all our life uh, activities and all our professional activities under one roof. And I know that that has been really hard for people with kids. And so mm-hmm. delegating, I'm sure, would be... A, a really important piece to, to stay sane. Well, hard with kids or hard for business owners mm-hmm. like yourself, people that uh, run a company. Yes. Um, just this week, again, with restaurants possibly yeah. having to shut down again, um, I heard from a lot of restaurant owners who said, here we go again. I'm going to have to let these these people go, yeah. these employees who depend on me. I mean, it's not easy, whether no. you're a parent, whether you're a business owner, um, there's lots to still deal with, mm-hmm. right? And especially that it doesn't have to be done now. I mm-hmm. know that we we took those lessons for the holidays, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the way it was last year. It doesn't have to be uh, perfect. It doesn't have to be um, uh, comparatively speaking to what other people are doing. I know a great tip that we also heard from, from John was uh, when you compare, you despair. Right. And so maybe we can pull that through the new year. We always have mm-hmm. these great expectations of the parties and the New Year's resolutions. So we cannot compare last year to this mm-hmm. year because we will come up short. So thinking about how we can get comfortable with the fact that it's not going to be the same mm-hmm. next year. 
right. in terms of a fresh start. But it will be perhaps a start to a different way of looking at yeah, things. The great thing that I've been hearing from people is, like you said, uh, we can't compare this year to last year. But looking ahead, mm-hmm. I've already heard people start saying, well, next year we'll get together for Thanksgiving. Yes. Next year we'll go on that trip we've been talking about. It still may take a while, um, but at least people are looking towards the future with some positive sense. Yes, and hopefully with stronger connections, right? Stronger Mm -hmm. relationships, stronger friendships. For me, the the most important lesson that I'm walking away with Mm -hmm. is the importance of compassion and and generosity and charity. Um, We saw a lot of it. We saw Mm -hmm. a lot of it and we saw the need for it. I gave my staff a challenge uh, right before Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that I, 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 the challenge came because I was watching the news and I saw the lines. I think it was in Texas or maybe it was Minneapolis. The lines around, around the street, down the freeway of people in line to get food. food. Bank, yeah. So I gave my challenge, the challenge to the staff to find a family or someone that needed help and we mm-hmm. would pay for their Thanksgiving dinner. Believe it or not, it was not as easy as as it uh, as we thought. But I want to highlight a story that just came okay. true yesterday and today. So um, my team member, who is out of my New York office, she was really smart. Mm-hmm. She lives in a in a small community. I think it's Union City, New Jersey. And she said, "Well, I don't know anybody here." She that's where she bought her house. So she called the mayor, and the mayor and he picked up. <laughs> yeah, the mayor's office picked up, and and they said, "We do have a lot of families and." And thank you so much for doing wow. this. We'll get back to you. Well, they didn't get back to her because they, obviously they're inundated with a pandemic, but they got back to her on Wednesday and they gave her two families. They gave us two families. Wow. One is a family of three kids. Um, one of the children is a special need kid who it has to be fed through a tube. We have now found out that he has cerebral policy. And the other is a single mom mm-hmm. with a little boy, both of them unemployed, really struggling. So what we decided to do is we're buying them food every week for the rest of the month. So they're going to get five bags of or delivery of groceries every week for the next five weeks so they can go through the holidays with food. And I got to tell you, the pictures that we received Mm -hmm. from the family, Mm -hmm. and they sent us pictures of last year, happy smiling faces, Mm -hmm. And the pictures of this year, while they're opening the bags of food, mm-hmm. the faces were just as happy, oh. just as smiling. And so, you know, it was such little effort, right? relatively speaking, to my day to, to, to have that delivered online. Mm-hmm. And the reward, I do not need a Christmas gift. I don't need anything mm-hmm. just to know that we can make such a difference in somebody's life. And that's the beauty of it. You didn't even have to go to Union City, New Jersey. It could all be done online, and and this family has... Has food to eat. Something to look forward to. Yes, and and the the remarkable thing, when we asked them, what do you need? The parent, the the mother with the... uh, Mm -hmm. Which is funny, because I was talking to the husband, who spoke very limited English, and I was asking what he needed. Then it dawned on me. I said, should I be talking to your wife? And he said, yes, please, which was mm-hmm. really cute because very traditional family. And when I kept asking her what she needed, she kept saying, we can live on rice and beans. Just please help me f- buy the food that her child who eats through a feeding tube wow. can eat. And the single mom kept saying, don't worry about me. I'll eat tortillas. D- don't worry about me. Just please help me feed my son. Mm. The incredible sacrifice that these people still make. But I, mm-hmm. I tell you, the pictures that they sent us, one yesterday and one today, That's great. are those smiling faces. So 
if we all come out of this much more compassionate, much more generous with ourselves in terms of being kind and patient and with others around us, then there will be lessons well learned. Mm-hmm. And to and to um, be generous to others. And if you are in need to not be embarrassed yes. or, or feel... reach out. Yeah, reach out to somebody because obviously this... The city hall over in New Jersey, they found out about exactly. this family somehow. Yes. So, um, wow, that's a great story, really. The, the, we're not alone in this, the mm-hmm. three of us here. Millions and millions of Americans are phenomenally generous and compassionate and, and caring. So if you do have a need, if you do feel lonely and, and, and need support from a mental health perspective or just from the point of helping feeding mm-hmm. your family reach out, speak up, communicate, engage, Mm -hmm. and be compassionate and generous. And speaking of communication, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners, what you learned about yourself in 2020, what inspired you, and what you look forward to in 2021. So head over to our website, endswithz.com. And that will bring us to the end of another episode of Ends With Z. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, share, and let us know what you think. From all of us here at Ends With Z, Cecile Munoz, executive producer Sean Moe, and myself, Juan Fernandez, we wish you a happy holiday season and that it be filled with what matters to you most. 